recap of Sunday's readings, it's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And a portion of today's homily highlight offered today from Monsignor John Syak, pastor at Christ the King Catholic Church in Milwaukee. Every Mass is the opportunity to hear Jesus speak to you and to me. In fact, one of the best ways to be able to listen to the Word of God is with my life as it is. What, what am I struggling with? What's confusing? What's difficult? Let's listen with those ears, because Jesus is going to speak to that. And when I, when I hear that word that strikes my heart, then we can let the other words rest, right? Stay with that word. And so here's how the, the dynamic works in the liturgy of the word. We have the first reading. Where is that from? I'm not going to call on anyone, but it's usually from the Old Testament except one season out of the year, Easter, when we're going to hear from Acts of the Apostles. But the Old Testament, that is the word that is preparing the way for the Messiah. The word that is, that is, that is uh, foreshadowing. The word that is, that is uh, indicating the Savior that is to come. And then we have the responsorial song. And what is that? But now it's time for the bride to respond to the word that was just spoken. And so we sing, we chant, as a way of reflecting on the word that has just been spoken to us with God's own word that he gives us in the Psalms, which are song lyrics. Right? And so we chant them. And it's kind of a beautiful thing to think about when we're doing the sacred music here is that the origins of sacred music go way back even into the temple worship. So even the music that we are using to chant the Psalms is coming from, from that far back. And then we have a second reading. The second reading is, is a reading from the New Testament outside of the Gospels. And what is that? But that is reflecting back upon the main event, which is the coming of the Messiah, the Savior. So the Old Testament is preparing. The New Testament outside the Gospels is reflecting back. And then, when that is done, we stand. Why do we stand? We stand because now we're coming to the climax of the proclaimed word, which is the words of Christ himself, the Gospels. That's the center of the Bible. That's, that's the, the Gospels is where all other scripture is pointing towards. And there we're going to hear Christ himself speak to his bride. And so we stand because the Gospel are the words of liberation, that we stand as freed people, from the tyranny of sin and death because of what Christ has done for us. And, and we can even, at the 11 o'clock Mass, we even process with the book of the Gospels, right, with incense and candles, and to sing the Alleluia, which is the hymn of praise for what God has done for us. And then when, then when you, when you, um, when you, when we, uh, introduce the gospel, right? The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. What do we do? Glory to you, O Lord. What are we doing this for? You ever think about it? We are make, saying a prayer at that moment. We are saying, Lord, may your word be in my mind, on my lips, and in my heart. That is our desire. 
is that that word of God begins to do, do define us, right? It, it shapes our thoughts and our desires. It become, his, his words become our words. And the, and the deacon or the priest even signs the book of the gospel with, with that. And then we incense the gospel. And then we proclaim the, the, the gospel is proclaimed. But before that, if you notice, the deacon gets a blessing from the priest. That's also a prayer. And what does the priest say to him or the bishop if he's here? May the Lord be in your heart and on your lips that you may proclaim his gospel worthily and well. Right? Because we're not worthy to, to proclaim the, the words of Christ. To stand in the place of Christ the head to speak to the bride. We need his grace in that. It's a, it's, a, it's a prayer of humility. And then at the end, the deacon or the priest kisses the book of the Gospels. And there he says another prayer there. May the words of the Gospel wipe away our sins. Or if the, if the bishop is here, the, the deacon takes the book of the Gospel to the bishop for, for, for the kissing of the, of the Gospel. Right? It shows that tenderness, that intimacy of the encounter with, his, with the word. And so the proclaimed word of God is to enter into us, our soul, our body, and begin to heal, to save, to recreate us. Right? The letter to the Hebrews says, for the word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It, even, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So you think of the, of the word of God as a sword that cuts into us. Why? To open us up. Because the intimacy with the Lord is about to get a lot more intimate. But we need his word to cleave us open. And sometimes that word is a word of consolation. Sometimes... It's a challenging word, but every time it is a saving word. And so the scripture begins its movement towards becoming sacrament of the word becoming flesh. And so the mass and this, this proclamation of the word is supposed to Christify us, to render us more like Christ because of the penetration of his word into our souls. And if we get distracted, the key is simply to gently bring your attention back. Don't, don't get upset with yourself. Just gently bring your attention back to the encounter with the proclaimed word. And then at the end of the liturgy of the word, after the gospel, the gospel is kind of the peak of, of, the, of the liturgy of the word. Then we have the homily, which is hopefully a way of connecting what we have heard or something about the Mass to our daily life, to understand it more deeply, to draw out some significance. The Word of God is infinite in meaning, and so the key is to simply focus in on, on one particular aspect at a time. And this is not the priest's personal opinion or his word, but it is to be a, a word of the church, of right doctrine. And then, after the homily, we stand again for the creed. And this is a beautiful part of this, is that having heard the word of God being spoken to us all the way to Christ himself, 
the risen Christ speaking to us his words from the gospel, we stand as the members of his body, of his bride, and we give back to him the faith of the church. This is, this is, this, this is the word of the bride to the bridegroom. With the faith, with the, with the right faith, and we recite the Nicene Creed, and, uh, and this creed was hard fought. There was suffering to bring it about. There was struggle, because from the very beginning, there's always been those, even within the church, that have the wrong understanding of Scripture. What, what the creed is, is this is, the, this is the correct understanding of what Scripture says. Because it's not a question about what Scripture says, about what it means. This is what it means. And so, having heard the word of God, the bride responds with the faith of the church. Right? And, 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 this, and this creed, which is from the fourth century, you can think of all those believers down through the ages and those who've suffered and died for the faith for this creed, and that we ourselves are to be personally involved in the proclamation of that creed, that this is my faith, that I say as a, as a, a single member of Christ, but united with all those others who are, who are saying that as well. And then we conclude with the universal prayer. That is the petition of the church, because as members of Christ's mystical body, we have a responsibility for the world. And so we pray for the church, the world, those in need, interceding with our divine bridegroom. So that's the liturgy of the word. And now it disposes us to what comes next. Because the whole dynamic of the mass is this. The word is not content to remain the word. The word becomes flesh. The word that we are to become the reality of what the word is saying, but now the word is going to make himself present here to, to enter into a renewal of the covenant, his marital covenant with his bride, the church, in a one flesh union in the Eucharist. Like I said, the intimacy is about to get much deeper. This is why we need to engage in the liturgy of the word to let his word open us up and to define us. Because we're made for love. We're made to live these two commandments. To love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. To love our neighbor as ourself. And mass is the privileged encounter with the God of love. And the liturgy of the word draws us into that transformative love. And that is today's homily highlight from Monsignor John Syak, pastor at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. 